Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, Kathy, uh, happy uh, Friday. Uh, it was uh, sure fun to have Tad on yesterday. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, I and, love I love the guest Thursdays. Yeah. That is yeah. so fun just to be able to hear from other people. It's always it's always enjoyable. And uh, you know, Tad uh, is here in Denver and uh he got to share about his life uh as a Nebraska corn husker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh and the fun of that and his his business life and uh uh and what really struck me uh, as you know, I pondered, you know, his, uh, stories, uh, is, uh, and it's, it's because we, we get to see the transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, and we remember what it was like when somebody was approaching the, the word with a Bible study. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to make it work. I'm trying to understand it. Uh, it, it was fairly intellectual and, and Tad particularly, is an engineer. So he had, he had right. really, he had really systematized it. Right. Uh, and he had been using a system, but, but his life he said was, you know, was dry. And, uh, and so he got exposed to abiding and started to learn to abide. And I don't know if this came across uh, fully, uh, but uh, his joy and his enthusiasm and his peace uh, is because of this abiding that he's experienced. And yeah, he's going through some interesting things with the work, going through an IRS audit. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's he's with, uh, uh, I understand something now. I, I know what it means to follow God and I trust. Right. Uh, and actually I'm receiving insight about this. So um, yeah. I hope that- And can- you really did. It, I thought it was tangible, like even the number of times he said the word peace, yeah. but it was more than saying, I mean, you could just see on his demeanor yeah. and hear as he's walking it. And, and we know, cause we've, we're watching him walk it as well. But that idea, it wasn't just something he said, okay, well, I have peace in the midst of this trouble and just a word. It was something he was experiencing to the core of his being. Yes. And, and that, to me, that was tangible that, and I, and I really hope that some listeners heard that and saw um, a glimmer of hope for themselves, because I think a lot of times we are walking in the midst of these difficulties and peace seems very unattainable. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, you know, and, and I'd like to have a little more of that, what that is and, and where Tad is drawing from that well is he's drawing from it on, on his intimacy with Jesus and right. where Jesus has taken him. And that is truly where that peace is coming from, from God's rhema to him. Yeah. Yeah. You know? uh, and we've been uh, uh, reinforcing uh, the aspect of journaling mm-hmm. uh, that it's dialogue with God, recording what you, what you uh, hear uh, Tad went into pretty good detail yesterday about uh, how he excited he was and and the learning of what it meant to journal. And uh, again, when I had met him, um, he actually was copying things from a computer and then he would type it 
mm-hmm. uh, uh, and add some notes to it. Uh, but as he as he got into the flow of just writing uh, the verses one and then just recording what God is speaking to him, uh, he wasn't so focused on the mechanics of it. It was the beauty of it. Uh, mm-hmm. And so journaling, it you know, is such an important thing, and we, and we want to keep reemphasizing that. Uh, uh, Can I just? Yeah. Um, I know I've said something about this before a little bit, but back to you. Know, you just mentioned how previously he would have been typing it out, and yeah. now he's writing it out. Yeah. There is something again. We've talked about the how writing actually will take us, you know, and and make connections in our minds and help us to learn further and that sort of thing. But even more than that, it it causes us to slow down and to truly process. Because I think sometimes when we type things out, well, I'm not that fast of a typer, but a lot of people <laughs> are really fast at doing that. And, and that takes that um, element of really processing out. And by handwriting it, you're actually forcing clarity because you're taking a little more time to truly engage with the words. Right, right. Um, and the... Uh... Uh, you know, the beauty of that uh, with, uh, you know, journaling and, you know, moving from um, just intellectual things mm-hmm. to the flow, what we call the flow of, of hearing, processing, understanding, you know, and the Holy Spirit. Um, and again, the, the joy that we get to see of, mm-hmm. of Tad reinforcing that of um, he's really learned to embrace journaling and to, you know, uh, fulfill it. So we encourage everybody to to do it. Uh, uh, again, you may have a question. I've thrown that up on the screen, but um, mm-hmm. uh, you might have a question about all this and how does that exactly work or what about this? And uh, and so ask, send in your questions. Mm-hmm. You can uh, put it on the YouTube or, or you can send it to us by email, questions at afjministry.com, questions at afjministry.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll pick them up uh, and we'll, uh, we'll process them with you. So uh, we urge you to consider that. Uh, well, today... Uh, as we continue this, we've been talking about practical tools mm-hmm. uh, of abiding, and we've talked about cross-referencing, writing the verses, uh, going to the Greek and Hebrew, mm-hmm. uh, the prospect of uh, journaling, uh, memorizing thoughts, scripture, memorizing scripture. Yeah. Uh, and so, what we want to do is now go to uh, the next one, uh, and uh, and this is about uh, as you begin to experience the insights of it. Uh, and one thing, this is critical. Um, it's not about, I got, even I got insight. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's important, but it's, it's now carrying it into f- what I call fulfillment in your reality of life now matches what God is doing. So that mm-hmm. again, for example, if, uh, I think Linda shared about, uh, you know, she's learning about the Eagle and promises, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and so she could she could be excited about just that insight. Oh, that's wonderful. And oh, look at this. And I really received this. And there was life there. Uh, but <laughs> uh, God is asking her, well, are you, are you sitting on those promises? Are you turning mm-hmm. it and staying with it until what? Until the egg hatches. Right. Until you experience it. Um, so uh, even with what Linda's going through, uh, it's, it's application to now that I've given you this truth and this insight, mm-hmm. I need you to process that through to experiencing it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's talk about that today, uh, Kathy. If you go to um, uh, the next one here, where it where it talks about um, uh, you know praying what we call praying the promises. It's a, it's mm-hmm. a real simple thing, uh, but very uh, deep, and we'll ta- we'll spend our time talking about that. So go ahead and read that for right. us. Yeah, um, it says pray the promises. Ask God to fulfill what He has already said to you. What yeah. He has said to you. Uh, okay, so that's a that's a pretty simple statement. Um, uh, uh, and it's You'd called think. <laughs> it's called uh, praying the promises. Um, uh, people, uh, probably the Christian community, a, a lot knows Oswald Chambers, mm-hmm. um, who wrote a great devotional. He used that phrase. Um, well, in order to have uh, the reality of God's life, you've got to pray the promises. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's talk about what that means. Uh, is that uh, as we're abiding, uh, God is releasing uh, truth through the life of the Word about something that He wants you to experience. And we've set mm-hmm. that up. It's not about knowing about it, it's experiencing it, it's having it right. be real uh, in your life. So that uh, the Bible as you're going to get led to, um, has uh, literally over 7,000 promises. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, some of them are conditional. Uh, uh, they're not automatic uh, because, remember, it's you have a heart to go with him into the promised right. land. Uh, so when we say a promise, uh, it's what God is speaking. Of, this is my promise to you. This is what I will deliver. This is what Mm -hmm. it's going to look like. Uh, And the example we have uh, is actually from the Old Testament with Moses, uh, who was in bondage with the Israelites under Egypt. Mm -hmm. Um, And God told Moses, uh, you know, I'm going to have you uh, help lead these people out of bondage. Um, And so he, uh, remember, I don't know if you remember the story, he says, well, Send Aaron, <laughs> you know, send Aaron. I'm not, I'm not that eloquent, you know, I'm not that right, great at right. this. Um, by the way, he'd already gone through uh, his uh, surrender of heart because he thought he was such a great guy living in Egypt. And remember, he killed that Egyptian and then he fled. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he spent all that time with his father-in-law in Midian. Uh, and it was through that process of humility Right. But God said, okay, now I'm asking you to go lead your people. Uh, mm-hmm. I, not me, send Aaron. No, I'm sending you. Uh, and he goes to uh, Pharaoh uh, and says, okay, you you, you uh, tell him mm-hmm. that uh, let my people go. You know, And if he doesn't, then there's going to be consequences to the land of Egypt. Uh, so Pharaoh, of course, said no. And then there were these plagues, 10 plagues, mm-hmm. you know, lice and frogs and blood and all these things uh, that were happening, locusts. Now, interesting enough, uh, the Israelites were completely protected from that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is is a little bit uh, of a microcosm of what we're trying to say about the world today, Mm -hmm. uh, is that the world is getting chaotic. Yes, the world is evil. Yes, it's it's creating stress uh, and things that are going to harm us per se. Right. And God says, and difficulties that we have to deal with, they're around us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And 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 again, just the example, simple example. Uh, the colonial, uh, it's called the colonial pipeline, uh, got hacked mm-hmm. and shut down. 
100 mm-hmm. million gallons of gas a day got shut down. Well, if you live on the East Coast um, and you're used to going to your local gas station to get gas right. at, at the time, probably, you know, 250, 260, 280 a gallon. Uh, well, that pipeline, mm-hmm. um, it did impact you. Right. Um, you weren't exempt from that. And that shutdown mm-hmm. meant, well, you couldn't go there to get gas or they don't have it. Uh, or the price is now 350 a gallon. And mm-hmm. um, so it's not that you're exempted from the chaos of the world, but if you have a right. heart to follow God, see, he can show you and guide you and say, I can protect you mm-hmm. while the chaos is going on. Yep, you will, you will experience that. So the Jews uh, of Egypt, you know, did they experience the frogs? Yeah, they experienced the frogs, but mm-hmm. it didn't come into their houses. It didn't impact right. them because God said, well, I'm going to protect you from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, uh, uh, Moses, you know, finally said, you know, uh, well, then your firstborn is going to be killed. Uh, and God said, everybody, Passover, mm-hmm. uh, put blood on your door uh, uh, frame uh, and sacrifice your lamb and uh, you will be passed over and then you'll mm-hmm. be led into the supernatural. And they did. So Pharaoh said, OK, you can go. Uh, well, uh, they went to the Red Sea. Pharaoh decided, you know what? I'm not going to let him go. I'm going to go chase him down. And they came mm-hmm. after him. Uh, God prevented them uh, from uh, doing it. And then he opens up the Red Sea miraculously and they cross over, not only miraculously because of the water separating, but they went on dry ground. Think about it. Think about that. That's wild, Uh, right? (laughs) uh, Just, you know, they, they, it wasn't muddy. It wasn't mucky. uh, That two Mm -hmm. two million people had to cross on dry ground, which they did. The Egyptians came after him and of course the waters came over him and Mm -hmm. and they were killed. Um, Okay. So then they crossed the Red Sea. Uh, and, uh, God says to them, uh, I want you now to come to the promised land, mm-hmm. uh, the land of Canaan. Um, and there's houses, there's wells, there's livestock, there's, uh, fantastic vineyards. I'm going to give it all to you. Now there's an enemy there mm-hmm. uh, and I'll defeat the enemy as you go with me step by step. Let's go. Uh, and you got to cross the Jordan to get there. Right. Uh, and God said, that's my promise. Mm-hmm. Um, I will deliver this to you. Okay. Now, uh, as you know, what did the Israelites say when God said, this is my will for you now, let's go. What did they say? Well, in this particular case, they, they, isn't this where they sent out Joshua and Caleb to scope things out or they is sent, this a different the part of the story? Uh, they sent yeah. 12 spies, uh, Joshua and Caleb were two of them. Right. Uh, they and came back however... And, what happened? Yeah, only only Josh and Caleb actually believed the promise. Yeah. Everybody else looked at the chaos surrounding and the circumstances and said, oh, no way. And yeah. Joshua and Caleb said, but hey, if you say so, we're in. This is this is what we're doing. And so they believed the promise yeah. and then acted upon it. Yeah. But the uh, the Israelites uh, uh, basically said, uh, no, it's too scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't believe it. Uh, we're not willing to go. Uh, we're right. not going. Um, and God, see, God said, and and now think about, this is how, the, and we're getting back to this, this aspect of praying the promises. Mm-hmm. Um, God, they, they, there was, it's, it's recorded there in uh, Numbers, uh, chapters 13 and 14. Um, they didn't have any difficulty hearing that promise. Mm-hmm. Um, they understood it. 
So that wasn't the issue. Uh, it was they said, we aren't willing to believe it. Right. Uh, and we're not going to go any further. Now, um, as you look at the simplicity of that, see, God's will, which is clear, mm-hmm. I want to deliver to you uh, this new place of uh, a new land that I'm going to give mm-hmm. you uh, as your property and your place. And it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be uh, absent because uh, we're going to mm-hmm. get rid of the, the enemy that's there. And I'm going to bring peace all around right. all around you. And so, come on, let's go. That's my promise. Mm-hmm. My will is this. Mm-hmm. They said, no, we're not yeah. willing to go. Okay. Uh, did that group of 2 million people ever experience that promise? No. No. Only Joshua and Caleb, yeah. correct? Uh, yeah. Later. Yeah, uh, because yeah. Um, my will was this, but you, mm-hmm. in essence, uh, thwarted my will right. only because you weren't willing to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and you decided, well, this is what I'm going to do in my life. And they and right. they call what wandered around for 40 mm-hmm. years. And you can read this in Hebrews 3, uh, 15 to 19, uh, is that uh, they they were saying, I'm not willing to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, it said that God was angry at them for right. 40 years mm-hmm. because my heart, my will was to give you this. And you said, no, right. Uh, I was, I was able and ready to deliver that promise, but you said no. Uh, so, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, you're going to wander around. Uh, now the neat thing about God was he didn't, he didn't abandon them. Um, right. he protected them with a fire at night, uh, with a cloud by day. Uh, mm-hmm. Living in this awful place, by the way, uh, mm-hmm. no trees, nothing, you know, nothing to really enjoy, just wandering around doing nothing for forty years. Um, uh, and he gave them food and manna, and I even, was going to say, yeah, they quail. did see faithful provision even faithful in the midst provision. of that. Either yeah. shoes didn't wear out, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera, just some provision. But because God had given them this promise, and they said no, mm-hmm. they never got another promise. They mm-hmm. wandered around because he said, uh, what is next is in the promised land. My mm-hmm. next promise will be delivered to you there. And so now you have prevented, you've stopped, you've, you've, you're, you're stuck. And I'm not, I can't deliver to you any more promises because that, that's mm-hmm. what's necessary uh, right. to go this next step. Um, so, uh, and a couple things about that. Um, they stopped uh, circumcision. Oh, uh, did they? Now they were they were having kids born. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a whole new generation was was uh, born in the wilderness and growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they stopped circumcision. Uh, do you have hmm. any any thought about why they would do that? That it's interesting to me um, because that is a sign of the covenant. Okay, it's you a know, sign of so, the covenant. Uh, yeah, the covenant is. I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. I'm going to mm-hmm. deliver to you uh, your place. I'm going to deliver right. to you promises. Even the Israelites understood as far as they were, as they knew, because uh, God said, and this is in Hebrews 3, uh, 19, mm-hmm. they could not enter the promised land because of their unbelief. Right. And by the way, the word unbelief there is refusal to be persuaded that what God has to say is true. Not that I struggle mm-hmm. with it. They could have said, yeah, we're struggling with this. Could you help us? He said, yeah, I'll help you. 
because mm-hmm. he's the author and finisher of faith. But in this case, they said, we're not willing to. Uh, and so uh, they couldn't enter the promised land. Well, they knew. Mm-hmm. Well, as far as they understood, now the covenant was over. Right. Uh, huh. Why bother? Because we're not going to get any more promises. And they were interesting mm-hmm. enough. They didn't do anything. They didn't repent. Uh, right. They just said, well, I guess we're not going to get any. So they stopped the covenant. Okay. Another thing that happened hmm. uh, is that they stopped doing Passover, which if you remember the instruction when they when they received the first Passover, when they were passed over of the death right. of the firstborn, he said, now I want you to do this every year. Right. As a remembrance. Right. As a remembrance. Uh, and uh, to remember that I protected you mm-hmm. and I led you into the supernatural, the right. parting of the Red Sea, the deliverance from out of bondage. Um, and they stopped Passover. Now, this is interesting. Um, it's not that they didn't want to. It's that uh, there was no material to provide the Passover because it took matzah bread, mm-hmm. unleavened bread, uh, and wine, which which they didn't have anymore. Right. Uh, so uh, they they wanted to do Passover, but there was no provision for Passover. So they so they did it. They did it one more year. They had enough material okay. for one more year, and for thirty nine years they didn't do it. Uh, okay, mm. now when you think about how simple that was, where was the provision to be given to them in, in the, the promised, promised land. land? Yeah. See, God, God didn't expect them. Well, He understood that that was going to happen, but uh, it was well. His will was not for them to. My still will be sitting is there. for you to go right. to the promised land, and that's where the material is for the Passover. Mm. Uh, so, because you you have refused. You can't fulfill even mm-hmm. that piece of it. Uh, so that when Joshua and Caleb uh, went, and by the way, the next generation, you can read this in Joshua chapter one. Uh, he says to the next generation, these are all children bar- born in the wilderness. All their parents right. and relatives have died. They've mm-hmm. all died, died outside of God's will. Would you like to go? Mm-hmm. And in verse 16, chapter one, they said, yes. We'll go wherever you send us, and we'll do mm-hmm. whatever you ask us to do. We're in. Let's go. Uh, and so they they uh, go across the Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, the Jordan uh, is the word Jordan means on bended knee. Mm. So when you cross over uh, and see the analogy of all this is uh, the Israelites had crossed from bondage into freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, they crossed the Red Sea. Uh, and the analogy in the New Testament is, well, you're born again. Mm-hmm. You are released from the bondage of eternal separation, and you're now able uh, to live in freedom. But there's a second step, and that's you got to cross the Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to get on bended knee, because God says, I'm going to speak promises to you. And I'm going to ask you to go with me for me to deliver those promises. And you have to have a humble, uh, surrendered heart on Mm -hmm. bended knee to cross the Jordan. So you could be born again, but you could be spending your whole life wandering around in the wilderness, which is where a lot of believers are. They're wandering Mm -hmm. around. Things aren't working well. It's not pleasant. They're experiencing difficulty and they wonder why. And God says, well, because you're not coming with me. 
Mm. This is why this praying the promises is so critical. Right. Um, but when you cross the Jordan, you then move into the land of promises. Well, mm-hmm. when, uh, when that generation did, led by Joshua and Caleb, uh, who, by the way, believed the whole time. Right. <laughs> they, they just had to wait 40 years uh, to get there. <laughs> um, so they cross over. Uh, and here's what Joshua does. First thing he does, we're going to circumcise everybody. Mm, step uh, right back into covenant. Okay. <laughs> because we believe and, and are receiving the covenant mm-hmm. and the mark of the covenant, the sign of the covenant, and our obedience right. to that is to circumcision. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're doing that. And we, I think we talked even a little bit about that before that uh, in the New Testament, there was some confusion about that. Right, uh, well, right. shouldn't we do that? And yeah, it's still, you still step into the covenant, but it's not the physical mark, it's the mm-hmm. mark of the heart. So he circumcised everybody. And by the way, they <laughs> uh, before they went to battle, they took a week and a half off. Uh, <laughs> I imagine uh, so. <laughs> and the male said, yeah, let us recover a little bit here. You know. Uh, and then the next thing he did was um, he did Passover. Mm. Now, it wasn't, it wasn't even the time for Passover. But he says, we've got to do the Passover and remember that mm. God is protecting us yeah, and we're getting released into the freedom of the and the joy of the supernatural, right? Um, and so, and so question for you: yeah. um, it, when they crossed the Jordan, I'm trying to remember if it was the Red Sea or the Jordan. I think it was the Jordan. Was that when they were instructed to pick up stones of remembrance? Yes, uh, he said. Because I, I keep hearing you say things that this um, and this just resonates with me so much. I'm always one who who is tied to this, and we've been talking about the importance of journaling and that sort of thing as well but those stones of remembrance and you're talking about picking up stones of remembrance and and remembering to be able to tell generations yes what god has done and then you're talking about going back to circumcision and how even with the passover that god commanded that to be done year after year after year so that we remember right. his faithfulness and so this this idea of remembrance mm. Um, that ties me back to the importance of journaling, honestly, is I want my kids and my grandkids and their kids to know the faithfulness of God and, and keeping record, having rhythms in your life mm. that come back, you know, God put rhythms in the, in the life of the Israelites where they came back to telling his stories again and telling of his faithfulness and there's something to that, you yeah. know, and, and when you're going into talking about praying the promises, that all ties back to this stones of remembrance. And, and, you know, when we don't see the fruit of the promise yet, we see that he's been faithful to the promises before. Therefore, we, we stay with it and we keep praying based on those stones of remembrance. Yeah. So I just, that was thing I was thinking about that as you were speaking. Yeah, it's very true um, uh, that God said, I want you to set this up as a remembrance uh, and he mm-hmm. keeps reminding us of um, as you record celebrate uh, mm-hmm. and remember well I did this already see I, this is how what I've done already it won't necessarily do it in the same way no. uh, because like when they attacked the cities uh, you know the first one was Jericho and they said we'll mm-hmm. march around the city uh, for seven days um, and then blow the trumpet Right. Um, and the walls will cave in and then you can take over. Um, that was a great victory. Right. Interesting enough, as they took all these other cities, 
God never had them do that again. Right. Right. He didn't say, okay, you got it. But it speaks to the faithfulness, not the, you know, and not again, not going to a process, not expecting to see the exact same thing. Right. But whatever unique thing God has spoken, trusting that he is faithful to his promises. Right. Right. And that uh, his promises, see, are uh, therefore uh, what you're saying, which is uh, which is what he wants us to understand. They're fresh. Mm -hmm. They're new. And the way I will fulfill them uh, it will be different and unique. And and so mm -hmm. don't get into a system. So Joshua didn't say, hey, that worked. So mm -hmm. let's go march around every city and, and we'll just have, have the walls fall down. And God said, well, that's not my instruction. That's not how I'm going to deliver that right. step of the promise. So don't get into the system of it, get into the, you know, the beauty of it. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, and so when they crossed over and did Passover, for example, see, they could do it. Because why? Well, the material was there. Mm -hmm. um, and now that that's where it was always intended to be is well, you now have it. So now, now do the Passover. So um, as they then uh, said, we're willing to follow, uh, God directed them step by step by step, city by city by city. And they, mm -hmm. and they fulfilled the promise of the, of the, uh, what God had said. And, and it works, uh, you know, just for us so that we get clarity about this. He said to them, this is in Joshua chapter one again, I'm going to give you every place that I show you the entire country. Mm -hmm. That's my promise. And they understood that. Uh, and see that uh, even there, see, we could say, okay, great. Mm -hmm. God, uh, take care of it all. Uh take care of the enemy, uh, get all that done. We'll just sit here and wait for you to do that. And when you mm -hmm. do that, let me know. Uh, <laughs> and that's how we tend to pray even is like, mm -hmm. okay, I, I like that. Uh, great. God do that. Uh, and God said, well, um, it's, it's yes, that's what I'm delivering you to. So you get a, you get a picture. Mm -hmm. They knew what was, what was there going to happen. But then he said this, now walk with me step by step, city mm. by city. And I will fulfill it as you walk with me, which is still right. all, all, uh, still part potential, not guaranteed. So mm. they could have said, okay, Jericho, great. Uh, it worked. Um, uh, we're going to take over now. Uh, mm -hmm. We're going we're gonna to go, <laughs> we're going to go. Uh, we, we now know what to do. We're going to go do it on our own. And God would have said, uh, well, you're going to fail. Uh, mm -hmm. So your fulfillment of the promise will not be experienced because you aren't willing to walk with me into it day by day, step by step, uh, uh, right. you know, uh, uh, process and weren't by process. There even, weren't there even um, a group of Israelites who got nearly to the border, but because honestly they were so comfortable where they already were right, right. that they even knowing what was ahead they preferred to stay with what they knew yeah. rather than make yeah. the change to step yeah, into Yeah, we'll just, we'll just stay here. Um, <laughs> that's good enough, you know. And God said, wait, yeah. you're missing out on all that I have for you. Uh, but he allowed them to do that. Yeah, yeah. And they, uh, did, and they did miss out, yeah. yeah. Uh, so when we talk about praying the promises, um, it's, uh, it's now that as God is showing you through the, through the word, um, like you're, you're learning about uh, doulos, Mm -hmm. uh, bond servant, servant. What does it mean to be a servant of God? Uh, well, that's where you're abiding. And, mm -hmm. um, 
as he gives you truth about that, uh, what Kathy would do and Dan would do is, you've said that this will be true. This will, I mm-hmm. will experience this. And there's verses right. for that. There's, there's truth for that. Yeah. Uh, again, there's 7,000 of them in the Bible. So uh, as he speaks to you and has you abide, you are going to receive what God says, I will do. Uh, right. I'm having you learn this. I will do. Um, mm-hmm. And then what you do, uh, and then what Linda and I do, is uh, the things that God is showing me or the things that Linda is even uh, uh, revealing right now is um, that's why these words are so critical and memorization is so critical, mm-hmm. is that uh, we then pray that for each other. And she prays mm-hmm. it and I pray it. And Father, you said that right. you would deliver this thing. You would give Linda forgiveness. You would give me a mm-hmm. release from this uh, fear. Um, and I pray, would you would you please fulfill that? And I'm willing to walk with you into that mm-hmm. until it happens. Right. Uh, and I know you and Dan do the same thing. How does that How does that look like for you? When we say pray the promises, could could we help uh, everybody understand exactly what does that look like? And and maybe you could describe what it looks like for you, and and we can we can as well. Yeah, for me, um, it's a little bit of both. I will say a lot of times I will ask God um, when it comes to these promises to give me a scripture. So. So as I'm learning how to pray more effectively and with more boldness, it's okay, God, what do you have to say? And it's a listening process and waiting for that, that promise and what he's speaking into it. And then I'll ask him, sometimes I feel like he's giving me a promise, but I haven't heard it affirmed through a word yet. And so I will ask him to give me an actual scripture that I know I can literally pray his word and know that this is what is to occur. And I'm going to continue to stand on that promise until I see it fulfilled. And so that's a common thing for me. And, um, and I tend to, in my prayer, I tend to follow kind of like David's method. Um, when you look in the Psalms, a lot of times until he gives me something specific to pray, I will simply lay, lay at heart, you know, lay at his feet, my desires and then come back, you know, if you if you watch how David prays, he lays out his real thoughts, authentic, his desires, what's going on. And then he comes under and he surrenders them and says, you know, now I trust you with them, God, what would you do? What do you have to say? And you see that whole process in the way he prays. And so that's something that I've been really, you know, pressing in on in the last few years of really praying that way. So um, let me back up and just even one, uh, this is one that he has given me this year. I've been asking him, you know, coming into, um, 2021, something I was asking him is, you know, the world has shifted. My way of ministry, honestly, has changed, um, in, in what was allowed to do at least for a little bit. Now we're, now we're back to meeting to groups in person and things like that, which is great, but there was at least a shift for a little while in how I was able to minister. And I honestly felt like my wings had been clipped. (laughs) <laughs> and so I, I did, you know, and last year, especially, I mean, even down to silly things, I am the one who loves to go in the grocery store. He had taught me to give myself margin in my day so that if we're in the grocery store and he prompts me to go pray with somebody or just to go help 
some lady who needs help shopping that I had bandwidth to do that. Right. And so, you know, then all of a sudden, you know, you're in one way aisles, everybody's scared to talk to everybody. And I'm like, my wings are clipped. I can't even go, go into the grocery store is no longer fun. I can't minister while I'm there. So something I had teed up to him is, okay, how do you want me to minister? What in the world is that going to look like? And so in the start of this promise, um, what he actually spoke was, and, you know, you're seeing this wrong. I'm not removing your lampstand. I'm upgrading it. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's something a little odd. I don't quite get that. And so, um, process through that process through that. And he, at the beginning of 2021, um, I told you that there's a thread. He continues to bring us back to Isaiah 55 and really has spoken this over our family. Well, to me personally, Isaiah 55, five, he continued to highlight um, that specific verse, even down to um, things as silly as the number of times that I would wake up and the clock said 555. And my mind immediately knew he was speaking Isaiah 55 and 555 and reminding me of that promise, um, things like that, that would occur. But the promise is surely you will summon nations, you know, not and nations you do not know will come running to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. And I continue, I'm like, okay, so you've said you are upgrading, you know, you're, you're giving me, and so I'm looking at that going, okay, so there's opportunities that you're going to be giving me this year that I can't even fathom or begin to comprehend but I trust you that you're saying, okay, this is a season where maybe things have had to draw back, but um, I've got something new that's coming. And right now you just lean into me, trust the promise. I'm doing something new and I'm going to, I'm going to grow you in a way that actually is going to give you an even bigger platform for the way you love to minister. Cause I know your heart. And that was in this promise. And then I look at, you know, fast forward, this is something we have been praying over our family this whole year. I have been holding to, um, I have it on, you know, in, in my area where I spend my, my time with Jesus, I have it on a board that it stays in front of me all the time. So I'm always seeing it. And, um, and then I look at what he unfolded. I had zero cognition that there would be a podcast and a broadcast coming into this year. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I look at it. And when we started talking about this, he, he kind of did that ding, ding, ding light bulb. Do you see what I'm doing here? I am giving you a platform where, you know, I'm going to take the word that I give you enrich, and I'm going to let you take it further to nations. You don't even realize are going to be tuning into this because it's my word. And because of your faithful, yes, Lord, keep praying into the promise because I am bringing this and yes. I'm doing this work. And you and I are already experiencing this amazing, he's taking this and doing his thing with it. And whether it reaches one or thousands, it's so obvious his hand is on it. And right. I'm seeing this particular promise that we continued months praying into before there was a glimpse of what in the world that might look like. Yet he had already peeled back and given me margin to give me bandwidth to be able to say, okay, Rich, yep, yeah, I, I can do this with you. You're right. You know, and, and God just had already been putting all these pieces in place that I did not even know were leading to this. Yeah. And the, so. uh, uh, and the praying and promises as Kathy's just described it, um, uh, actually David, uh, this is in second Samuel chapter seven, uh, where he, uh, had decided, uh, I think I'll build a temple for God. 
Uh, isn't that a good idea? And he goes to Nathan, who's the prophet. Uh, mm -hmm. Hey, Nathan, I, I think I'm going to build a temple for God. And Nathan said, yeah, what a great idea. Go ahead. Uh, and so in 2 Samuel 7, God goes to Nathan. It basically says, here, come here, son. Uh, you guys forgot a step. <laughs> um, you decided on your own what you're going to do. Mm. And you didn't ask me. Right. Uh, what do I have to say about this? Uh, and you haven't received any promise about this. Uh, and you've just decided you're going to go do it and you're going to fail at this. So the truth is, no, David can't do this. Uh, he's mm -hmm. a man of war. Uh, uh, no, I cannot have him build me a temple. His mm. son will, right? Uh, but not you, uh, not David. But here's what I'm going to do. God says, I'm going to give him a promise. Mm -hmm. uh, my promise to him is that the Messiah my son, Jesus, is going to come through him and through mm, his lineage. Through his line, right. Uh, and you tell that to David. Uh, and so um, Nathan goes and said, okay, I got it. Sorry. Uh, yeah, we didn't ask you, so I'll, I'll do that. I'll, I'll say that to David. Um, and so then David goes into a time of, uh, first of all, abiding. Mm -hmm. uh, well, what does that what does that mean? You know, he's he's not understanding that fully, and and it says this in verse twenty five of Second Samuel seven. And now, O Lord uh, God, confirm forever the word that you have spoken concerning your servant, and concerning his house. And the house is you know his lineage will be the uh, mm -hmm. one that Messiah was going to, and do as you have spoken. Uh, your name will be magnified forever, saying, The Lord of hosts is God over Israel, and the house of your servant David will be established before you. For you, O Lord of hosts, uh, have made this revelation, this promise, mm -hmm. to your servant, saying, I will build you a house. And here's a cool statement that David makes. Therefore, um, before your, uh, for your servant has found courage in his heart to pray this prayer to you. Mm -hmm. I, I understood something mm -hmm. and I prayed would give me understanding, give me depth, give me uh, uh, you know, insight, discernment. What exactly are you saying about this? Mm -hmm. uh, and he said, I found it in my heart because I went into an abiding time with you for right. you to, for you to speak to me. And then he says this, uh, having done that, um, I now, O oh Lord God, I understand three things. Mm -hmm. You are God and capable fully uh, of all that you say. And I don't have any mm -hmm. doubt. I don't have any doubt with that. Your words are true. I've received that. I believe it 100% that your words are absolutely true and they're trustworthy. And mm -hmm. I don't have to doubt, second guess them, or try to figure them out. And then he says, and... Uh, you have promised this good thing to me, your servant. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's called Rhema. Uh, it's, it's not that, I, that he went out and said, I, I want a promise. It's I received Rhema. You're speaking to me and it, applied, right. it applies to me personally. Personally, right. Personally. It's not generic. Uh, it's not theology. It's uh, you said this good promise to me. He said, now, therefore, mm -hmm. for, and this is where we get to with praying the promises. Therefore, may it please you to fulfill and bless the house of your servant so that it may continue forever. For you, O Lord God, have spoken it. And with your blessing, you will, you will fulfill it. Mm -hmm. uh, and so David said, um, I have understood 
uh, about abiding, mm-hmm. understanding, getting clarity, uh, getting to those three points that God is able, his words are true, and I now receive this as my personal promise. And then he goes and says, because of that, may it please you. Mm-hmm. The amen, so be it. May it please you to fulfill what you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what that's what we're trying to illustrate with the promise is that as you are abiding, God is going to speak things to you, mm-hmm. and they're personal uh, and they're real. Uh, and God said, "I will deliver this to you. I will fulfill this to you. This is what I'm going to do, and have you experience this. Uh, and when you do, you you stay with it." until you get mm-hmm. the clarity and the discernment and the yes, I mm-hmm. receive it now. I, I got this, that, that this is your promise. And then you pray, may it please you to fulfill it. And I can hardly mm-hmm. wait to see me experience this. And what else would you like me to know and learn about this or follow you into? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you don't leave it at, well, that was nice. Mm-hmm. And I hope it happens someday. He says, no, now engage. In the praying, may I fulfill it? And what else do I need to understand about this? So it's a, it's a beautiful right. illustration of uh, pray to God and, and talk to God and dialogue with God. Um, I have clarity about what you've said, and now I'm mm-hmm. praying that you would fulfill it in your timing, uh, how you're going to do it. I'm not going to question that, uh, but I'm going to be excited about about receiving it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what a beautiful yeah. thing. It's, I love, I just love how God is so personal in yeah. all of that. Yeah. And, you know, and sometimes the promises are things that we don't see happen for quite a while. And we just have to hold. And like, like Linda said, keep turning that right, egg, right. <laughs> you know? Sit keep on sitting on that it. egg. Yeah. And then there are other things that I think about seasons I've been in when, when his promise to me was, I will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. And, and it was that simple of, do you believe that sitting in my presence is what's going to refresh you and what is going to over and abundantly satiate you? And so come to my feet to receive it. And it was an immediate fulfillment, Yes, you know, and so there's sweetness in both, you know, his word is just so personal. Yep. So as you've, um, uh, you know, maybe listened to this this week, uh, you probably have some questions uh, that you'd like to send to us. Uh, again, if you're uh, watching on YouTube, you can put them in the comments section. We'll get them. Uh, you can, if you're podcast or you want to email us, questions at afjministry.com, questions at afjministry.com. Uh, send them in. Uh, we'll process them uh, and use them to uh, help others uh, who probably have mm-hmm. similar questions as you do. Uh, so we'd love to hear from you. And uh, Kathy, what a great week this has been. Yes, uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, it's been a this joy. is mu- so much fun. You yeah. know, who knew it was going to be? Well, God knew it was going to be this fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he knew. <laughs> but uh, he knew. And it, and it it's really, just it, a it joy. Really is fun for yeah. us. Uh, we just get the privilege of, of him reminding us, even as we're doing these broadcasts. Hey, mm-hmm. by the way, uh, this is what I'd like to say today. And so receive these as uh, really truth from God. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we understand. It's a world of chaos. Uh, his invitation to us, uh, which is why, why we prayed about it, and what's the title you wanted us to give. And mm-hmm. he said, invite them to come and see. Mm-hmm. Uh, that if they have a heart to receive it, the, you'll find truth in a world of chaos. And, yeah. uh, and we've really spent these last several weeks talking about abiding, uh, the depth of that. We have a few more things to say about this, and then we'll move on to 
mm-hmm. some new stuff. But uh, we're very excited about it and uh, and hope you had a great week with it. Uh, and we'll uh, pick this up again next week. Kathy, have a great weekend. Sounds great. Uh, you too. Uh, and I uh, just also want to encourage everyone, if you found today um, informational, inspirational, encouraging, please be a friend and tell a friend. Um, absolutely pass this on. We thoroughly enjoy spending time with each of you. Um, enjoy fielding your questions and above all, enjoy just exalting Jesus and what he wants to do as he yeah. teaches each of us to abide. Amen. Uh, it's beautiful. Well, great. Have a great weekend and uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.